We are going to be in the book of Philippians again tonight. I like that picture of that line. I don't know if y'all have been checking it out. It reminds me of Jesus. Every time I, That's my background on my computer. And every time I see it, I think about Jesus being the lion and the lamb. And that's just kind of like that background. So I put it up for you guys tonight. But we are going to uh, continue on in our series, Content with Christ, from the book of Revelation. Uh, I did that last week. I said Revelation. <laughs> I'm so used to saying that on Sunday mornings. Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. And Lord willing, in about one more week after tonight, we are going to probably wrap this thing up. Last week we read um, what I think are some of the best verses in all of Scripture. Paul was talking about his contentment with Christ. That uh, Paul had learned uh, the secret of being content, whether hungry or well-fed, whatever his situation he knew that he could do all things through Christ who strengthened him. And that's what we talked about last week. And we read through verse 14. I didn't talk about verse 14 very much. And so we're going to go back, hit verse 14 tonight, and then we're going to read on through verse 20. So, Philippians chapter 4, verse 14. Give everybody another second to find it if you're still flipping. Philippians chapter 4, verse 14. We're going to pray and then we'll jump into the text. God, I come to you tonight and I thank you that we can come here in this place and that we can worship you. And I thank you that just for a few minutes that we can take some time out of our day to uh, just come to worship. We thank you for the freedom that we have to do that. God, I pray that you would be with uh, this congregation, dear Lord, that you would uh, give, give this congregation rest, dear Lord. There are so many... Uh, that have been working hard for you, dear Lord, with all the things that have taken place with VBS and, and camp and all the things that go on and just the normal hassles and struggles of life, dear Lord. Everybody's kind of tired, dear Lord, and just been kind of a, a tough couple weeks. But we thank you, God, for the opportunities we've had to serve, and I pray that you just would uh, give rest to those who have worked so hard, dear Lord. And I thank you for... Uh, putting us together, for bringing such a great group together to do your work, God, and it is all for your glory. And so I pray, God, that you would be with us tonight, that we would just be able to uh, sit back and relax, God, that everybody would just, we would soak in your word, dear Lord, and that you would speak through me, that you would hide me behind the cross, and that we would, we would just really get your word in a special way tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Verse 14. Still, you did well by sharing with me in my hardship. Now, a little bit of a background because that's kind of out of context that by itself. Uh, Paul had just finished saying what I just mentioned a while ago to repeat. Uh, Paul had learned that everything that, was, that he needed in life was Jesus Christ. He had learned that he didn't care what his situation was. He was imprisoned. He was beaten. He didn't have much. We see that throughout Paul's ministry. And he didn't care what situation he was in. Jesus Christ was what he clung to. Jesus Christ was what got him through it. But still, he said, even though, um, he said, still you did well by sharing with me and my hardship. So even though he was saying, look, I'm content with Christ, but I thank you people of Philippi for sending me some goods. Now the people of Philippi had sent Paul some help along the way. Now we don't know what kind of things it was, but it was some materialistic help, uh, probably some monetary help. It could have been money, it could have been food, it could have been clothes, it could have been medical supplies, it could have been all those things. 
But whatever it was, they had sent him that. And Paul was saying, look, I trust in Jesus Christ first and foremost, but boy, this stuff you sent me sure did help. And I do appreciate you guys being there to help me out in this time of need. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent gifts for my needs several times. So this is interesting. Paul is saying, look, is this a gospel of Jesus Christ was first being spread? And if you go back and you read as the church was first starting out, it was difficult times. It was difficult times, especially for Paul, because here was Paul who was a murderer who was trying to uh, go out and seek Christians so that they could be in prison, so that they could be murdered. And so it was even more difficult for him because these Christians of the day, they knew who Paul was, and now all of a sudden Paul had had this miraculous experience, and now he's out preaching the gospel. So perhaps that's the reason why he didn't elaborate as to why these other groups weren't helping him. Maybe they didn't quite trust him yet. But it was difficult times as the gospel was first beginning to be preached after Jesus Christ was resurrected and ascended back to heaven. And Paul is, is, is telling the Philippians here, thank you. Because Paul says, nobody else was standing by my side. And so here, uh, we already saw earlier in the book, and we're going to see in just a second, that Paul had issued a thanks for Epaphroditus, who was somebody that the Philippians had sent to take Paul these goods. And so Paul is writing this letter to thank them for these goods. But not only that, we are reminded of the times past. So it was multiple times at this point that the church of Philippi had helped Paul out when nobody else was. So praise the Lord for this church, for these people who saw what Paul was doing, who saw that Paul was doing the work of the Lord. And without the things that they sent, who knows? Maybe Paul wouldn't have been able to do what he was able to do. But through what they sent, it had helped Paul along the way. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. So Paul is saying, look, I appreciate you sending me uh, these gifts and these things that you are sending to help out with my ministry. Paul is very appreciative of it. He said, but that's not what I'm seeking. Paul wasn't asking for a handout. But what really uh, made Paul happy was the fact that not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. That is that through these good works that the people of Philippi were doing to help... Uh, the gospel to be preached to other places to help people like Paul minister to places where people needed to hear the gospel, they were also growing spiritually in that. And so it is for us as Christians. When we are doing what God calls us to do and we are helping out those in need and we are sending our times and our efforts and sending our people to different places to help or we're using our own energies to go and to do whatever that may be, we receive some certain blessing for that. And I'm not saying that if we give $100, God's going to give us $200 back. That's not what I'm saying. But there is a certain blessing that comes if it's nothing else but feeling the joy of knowing that you're doing the Lord's work. There's a certain peace and a certain joy that comes when God calls us as His children to serve, and we do that. And when we are obedient to what God calls us to do, that is also a showing that there is some spiritual maturity there. And so Paul's saying, look, I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not just trying to, to bum off of you guys. I appreciate what you've done. But even more so, I'm excited that you guys are going to receive a blessing from what's taking place. 
And that's how it is for us. We don't, we don't do good works to earn God's favor. We do good works because Jesus Christ has died for us. And our motivation is that we have already received a grace we don't deserve. And so we are following the example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by giving everything that we have. And God, being a pretty cool God, He blesses us in return for our, for our efforts. I, I was thinking as I was reading that, I remember when I was in California, I had probably one of the best jobs I ever had, and it was working at a cupcake shop. And boy, I did not want to work there, and somebody said, I can get you a job, and I turned it down, and I looked for a job for about two or three more months, and I couldn't find one, and finally I kind of went back and said, eh, that job at the cupcake shop still open. I ended up getting the job. I had to wear this really girly-looking little shirt. But anyway, it turned out to be the best job I've ever had in my life, and there was, there was a, little, a little chart that they had. There was a little chart that, that kept up with each person, and there was all these little things on there, going the extra mile, doing this, doing that, helping somebody up, and all these little things. And the manager, she would watch really close, and as you did those things on the chart, she would go over there and she'd put a little stamp on you. And the first person that got a stamp got rewarded. And I kind of thought about that illustration as I was reading through this text today, and that's kind of how it is with God. We don't do those things to be noticed. But God does notice when we do good works, and He does bless us for those things. And we don't do good works so that we can pat ourselves on the back and say, look at me, look at Enterprise Baptist Church, what we've done. But we say, look at God and what He's done. And when we see other people serving the Lord, and we see them receiving blessings, when we see them growing spiritually, we should have that same attitude as Paul, and we should be excited to see our brothers and sisters in Christ who have a heart to do God's work. And that's what the people of Philippi had, was a heart for God's work. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you provided. That's pretty good. So what Paul is saying is that he is fully provided for, that he doesn't need anything, and he is not lacking for anything. So whatever these people of Philippi sent... Obviously, they didn't skimp on it. They didn't say, well, there's old Paul. He's doing some work. Let's send him 20 bucks and make our conscience feel better. It would appear as though whatever they sent to Paul was something that was very helpful along his journey. And obviously so because he said that he was fully supplied for it. Didn't have any more problems anymore as far as a need. He goes on to say, a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. So he said, not only did they, did they give him a materialistic thing, but he goes on as far as to say that it was a fragrant offering and an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. And I thought about that word sacrifice. You know, oftentimes we as Christians give, praise the Lord, but do we give everything that we can give? Are we sacrificing to give? If we read a little further, it says... And my God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Jesus Christ. You see, God gives to us according to His riches. Now, God has an unlimited amount of riches, and God blesses us with that. He doesn't just give us a portion from His riches. He gives according to His riches. He gives based on what He has to give, which is a lot. He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, which was a lot. And sometimes, I'm talking to myself here, sometimes I give just enough to get by. 
Because sometimes if we don't give for a while or go by, we kind of feel guilty. And so we give just enough to give by. And Jesus addresses that in the Scripture. Because there were many people who had plenty of money and they were going to church and they were throwing, uh, they were throwing some money in the offering plate, but there was the widow. And she didn't have but two mites. And she gave it. And Jesus says, that woman there, she's got it right. That's a paraphrase. Jesus said, that woman there has got it figured out because she gave all that she had to live on. See, she gave according to her riches because she gave everything that she had. But the other people that were given, they gave from their riches. They might have given more money, but it was only a small portion of what they had to give. There was no sacrifice taking place. They were given a little bit, and they still had plenty to live on. It wasn't affecting what they had to eat. It wasn't affecting what they had to do. They were still living comfortable. And how many times do we say, well, look, I'm going to give this much, but when it starts affecting my life, I'm going to have to cut back. Do we ever do that? But what the people of Philippi here did is they gave a sacrifice that was pleasing to God. Perhaps they had to sacrifice some of their own needs to see the good of Paul meant, to see that Paul was taken care of. As I was reading this, I thought about Lottie Moon. Now, most of you may know the story of Lottie Moon. She was a missionary in China. And she ended up dying, I believe, from starvation, probably what it was, because she didn't eat. You know why? Because she gave what she had to eat to those people who she was ministering to. Now, is that sacrifice or what? That is a level of contentment and sacrifice for the service of the Lord that is far beyond me. But we should strive for that kind of contentment that we see with Paul here. We should strive for that kind of sacrifice that when God blesses us according to His riches, that we don't look to our own needs and desires first, but that we look to the needs of others first. And my God will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. God has provided everything that we possibly could need in Jesus Christ. There is nothing better that God could have given us than Jesus Christ. And it doesn't mean when it says that God's going to uh, provide for us with all His riches, it doesn't mean that if we're super good Christian that God's going to give us the best house and a large bank account and the best car. That's not what that verse means. God has already given us more than we could have ever asked for when He gave Jesus Christ. And when we get to that attitude that Paul has, when we begin to get more and more content with Jesus Christ, we realize that we are wealthy beyond anything this world could ever offer. When we are fully content with Christ, those little things in life that come up that used to get us off track and used to get our, our feathers ruffled and used to get us all angry and upset and worried, when we become content with Christ, those little things of the world just kind of fall by the wayside because we realize how wealthy we are. We realize that God has provided everything for us with the grace that we receive through Jesus Christ. And that, for us as Christians, should motivate us to want to be on mission for God, to want to go and help others in need, to want to go and tell others the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing good and well, as we look at Paul here, that it's not always going to be easy. But God is always going to make a way for His people. 
God is always going to put us right where He wants us, and we need to be ready to be there wherever that may be. Let's pray. God, I come to you tonight, and I thank you for your word, and I pray that you would help us to, God, just, I, I hate to say reach the level of contentment as Paul, because that just seems impossible, God, but I pray that you would help us just to keep striving, that in those times that we're not uh, content with you, that we would be, dear Lord, that we would uh, continue to seek you to be everything that we need. And God, I pray that you would help us to be uh, willing to sacrifice for those that are in need. God, you have blessed each one of us in here so much. And so I pray that you would help us to give those blessings back because there are so many in this world, God, that don't have, that have a need, dear Lord. There are so many opportunities that you give your children to serve, to help support those in need. So I pray, God, that you would help us to do that when we have those opportunities. God, I pray that you would just continue to bless this church, that you would help us to seek you, that you would use us in a mighty way in this community, that you would continue to bless us as we go out into the harvest, that we would uh, bring your love with us when we go, and that when we uh, go visit people, that they would see Jesus in us. And dear Lord God, we just thank you uh, that we can come to your house in the middle of the week and read your word. And I pray that when we leave this place, God, we take it with us. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.